Welcome to another episode of All Hands on Deck. We are an LGA-sponsored podcast. I'm your host, stop interrupting me, Frost, and I'm joined by your shipwreck co-host, Salty. <laughs> it was just a pile of fucking garbage. for you to start that laughing you just you were you were, <laughs> you were laughing of your own accord without having needed a reason to laugh i didn't need to be prompted i didn't need to be prompted. you literally just started laughing like a crazy person because <laughs> i am i'm diagnosed <laughs> it's official i have a prescription i have, it's mul- like the, I have it's like multiple. that filthy frank video where mul- he's like here's the prescription here's the diagnosis here's the shotgun just fucking do it you know what just, I love- don't be a pussy just fucking shoot me just fucking shoot me <laughs> I still think my favorite thing from those videos is during the weeaboos one and it's at the scene where like the weeaboos out and they're throwing reality checks at it <laughs> but they're literal checks I could was in tears like doing that heavy like <gasps> type of laughing where reality it hurts check. reality check <laughs> Oh, oh, I, I, Rosetta Stone, I, stop. <laughs> oh, oh my God. That entire video is a piece of cement or of comedy beauty. I can't, I can't. Filthy Frank Weeaboos. If you haven't seen it, get off the internet. Do yourself a favor. The Weeaboo song, I think, is the best part. Because <laughs> I'm a Weeaboo. Because I'm, I'm a fucking Weeaboo. <laughs> Honestly, you know, when I first started watching his videos, and now that he's just Joji and he does his, you know, rap stuff, which... It's not rap. It, it, what is it then? Is it like the mumble rap? Like, I don't know. No, it's not. He doesn't do rap at all. It's like... Uh, uh, I don't. I would consider it mumble rap. I don't think it's mumble rap at all. Let's look it up. I want to say it's like <laughs> alternative acoustic, but that's probably it's not, not what alternative it is. acoustic. What the fuck? <laughs> He's not sitting and he, no. His oh my god. His stuff is not getting played in like a fucking like coffee shop or whatever. It's getting played with a remix version on the club dance floor where some chick is getting finger banged to it. it is, okay, it is not. Yes, oh it god. is. Did, okay <laughs> wow he's younger than me i thought he was older oh than no me. he's like my age he's 26 yeah he's yeah he's a year older than me so let's see here <laughs> he's not alternative his genres his uh <laughs> it's beat the shit out of you <laughs> okay i was close it's r b and b or r and b is what that's it is that's not even close to alternative <laughs> acoustic <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Alternative acoustic is like bright eyes or something like that. Like R and B or trip hop or lo fi. Yes, lo fi. Okay. That's what I was lo-fi. trying to say when I came out alternative acoustics. You're fired. <laughs> Which you is funny because I listen. I literally have lo fi oh, hip hop like safe 
left on my. Have you seen the 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 chick that cosplayed as that? Where it was. I heard about it. Oh but my I did god! Not see her. It is the best thing I've ever seen. Where she's dressed up as the chick and she's got like a little desk in front of her. So and more she's context. Like writing... What 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 con- what convention? And I don't know which one. I want. It was one of the more recent ones. It wasn't Comic Con. It was fairly recent in the realm of, you know, cons and everything going on. But she has the thing in front of her where it's, you know, the lo- the YouTube logo and has likes and dislikes and the, the beginning of comment- comments in the description below. I, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Hats off to her, <laughs> wherever she is. Awesome. There's a lot love of good. It. There's always a lot of good cosplay at these conventions. I love them. I haven't been to a convention in like seven years. It's okay. <laughs> before, before the dark times. Those were the dark times. <laughs> <laughs> you unearthed yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually I'm never a been to one. Weeaboo. <laughs> I, am. I have never been to a convention. Well, I know. I live a very boring life. I've never been to a convention. They're expensive. Like, so what'd you do this week? <laughs> what did you do this week? I, I just I see your look of discontent, and I just. I have nothing but giggles for your pain. <laughs> that sounds like a very uh, not emo band name. Giggles, giggles for your pain. <laughs> you know, honestly, that would that's a good band name. <laughs> there's a there's a Japanese band that I really like that's pay money to my pain. I like that one. It's really good. Really pay good money. band. Pay money to my pain. It's a good band. Okay. Uh, so. In the realm of what did we do? What did you do? <laughs> I took a mess of fucking detox from everything and I feel kind of shitty about it. But at the same time, it was needed. It was warranted. I read two books, actually. I'm reading my third right now and I'm halfway through it. But um, I don't know if it helped or harmed, but I, you know what I, you know, a classical or, you know, like, oh, this is a required reading. You know what I never read prior to this? Hmm. I never read The Fucking Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. You know, I've never read it either. Yeah, it's, it was definitely um, a lot to digest um, because it, I mean, it talks about her having a manic break pretty much and, you know, losing her marbles. And um, it's not very linear which is the type of style of writing that I really enjoy. So I appreciated that it was nonlinear, but um, I was not expecting uh, that. <laughs> so it was definitely a lot more than what I thought. So mm. It was pretty good, though. I mean, it's been around for a little while. People are forced to read it for a reason. It's really well done. And I guess it's semi-autobiographical. I mean, she stuck her head in the fucking oven and killed herself. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Straight up, Sylvia Plath, um, she turned on her oven, like, put a bunch... I think she put, like, cleaner or something inside of it, but her kids were home, and here's the messed up part. is She went through and planned this so well that, like, she shut herself in the kitchen and, like, rolled towels underneath the door so the the CO2 gas wouldn't get to her kids. How thoughtful. (laughs) I mean, I I guess. What a champion. Mother of the year. She saved her kids from herself. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a little difficult to swallow. Um, I don't think I... That's I, really how we all of us writers want to go. <laughs> she really lived the life of a champion and went out like a goddess. Oh, shut up. She, she went out in a chariot of flames. Ha, 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 ha. No, no, no. I'm, I'm being... When you're a writer... I, 
For some reason, it's just that when you're a writer and you read these other things that like famous writers have done, you're not even. It's almost like it's to be expected at this point, and you're not. You don't even bat an eye. Like the crazier the person is, the better their work. Yeah, like how Emily Dickinson was a fucking shut in that was more than likely a lesbian. Yeah, like she was batshit crazy. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, no, dude, I love it too. Like, like I don't know. Um, there's this comedian. I showed him to you the randy writes a novel about puppet comedian yeah he talks about an ernest hemingway and like all the crazy ass shit he did in his life oh dude ernest hemingway was gay as hell um <laughs> no he wasn't yeah he was or maybe i'm thinking you're thinking of somebody else no ernest hemingway had like a lot of mistresses maybe he had maybe he had some boy puss on the side but i don't know <laughs> some boy puss <laughs> But no, um, no, like, no, no, I have to, was Ernest Ernest Hemingway a closeted gay? (laughs) Important, closeted. I'm pretty sure he was gay. I thought that's what Leaves of Grass was about, was about him lusting over a dude. Or maybe I am, like, in left field with a totally different, am I in left field? Uh, wait, Fields of Grass? Yeah, Fields of Grass. That's a book? Yeah. Or it's like leaves of grass or some bullshit. I didn't like Ernest Hemingway. Fuck Ernest Hemingway. Uh, <laughs> Fields of green? What? It's like leaves of leaves of grass. I swear to Christ. Why don't you look, look this up before you... Because I didn't think I was going to talk about Ernest Hemingway being a, getting some, some guy puss on this. Okay. There's things I prepare for. It's, some guy puss. There's some fucked up things that I read this week. I'm sorry that Ernest Hemingway, one of my least favorite writers, was on the top of my priority list of notes. It seems like there's a debate whether or not he was gay. See? So, Eat my ass. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, so, that's just, that goes to play... But Hemingway's writing itself does not fit straightforwardly heterosexual masculine mold. And the no, general perception of him as such is one of the lit world's most distorted misrepresentations. Whatever. So Dude is fucking weird. Didn't he blow his brains out? Yes. All all great. I'm you know, that's how I'm gonna die. I'll just Please don't no I'll schedule no. it. I'll wait until I have like terminal cancer and then I'll blow my brains out. No. No, so no, and then on the topic of that, I read um, "Working Stiff." It's by Dr. Judy Mel- Judy Melanick. Um, she is a forensic pathologist. So, um, actually, this is a good question for 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 you in the audience. Do you know how a doctor gets hired for their job? No, salty. Please tell us. <laughs> so, a doctor, of course, goes through undergrad, then they go through med- medical school, and then they go through their residency. <clears throat> So their residency where they're still learning, but it's like the first part of their job. So let's say that you want to be an OBGYN. So you go through residency to be an OBGYN and then you graduate, you know, into being an OBGYN. And then there's like a subsect of being an OBGYN like REI or like maternal fetal medicine. Um, REI is reproductive endocrinology uh, medicine. So it's a subsect of it. Or like how my doctors are GYN oncologists, so another subsect. So this subsect, you go through what's called a fellowship. And this um, physician, she was a surgical resident that was working like 108-hour weeks. And um, she was saying that she had had enough where she was a surgeon and she had the flu. And she couldn't call out. And she was doing somebody's appendectomy and 
like almost collapsed doing their stitches. She's like, fuck this. I'm done with this. So she got into the realm of forensic pathology because she still wanted to be a surgeon. And the thing that she liked about it is that, you know, your people are going to be dead tomorrow, which <laughs> is kind of how I feel when I worked in my when I worked in hospice. This so. is this is the type of thing where they go in and harvest the organs on or No, so let's just say that, you know, they found a body in a it's 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 the CSI people. This is the the thing that you see on the TV, you know, you have the medical examiner that's going through the body and finding all the evidence. That's what she does. But that's and that's different than a coroner? Yes, the coroner is a little bit different in that respect. So the coroner works for the um the funeral home or is employed by the county so let's say that there's a pretty small um it's a pretty small town a coroner would be the like one medical examiner but I, the coroner I, does the same yeah the same coroner job. does they the still, same they thing. do they, they but, do autopsies yeah right? but they're okay. sometimes employed by the state where um like what she does she's also employed by the state but on a larger scale Okay. So um, she's a medical examiner. It's it's your tax dollars of work. She doesn't work for any of the hospitals. She works with the the, the police department regarding autopsies for investigations. That'd and, be so dope as fuck. I would love to do that. <laughs> well, she she really I mean she loves it and all. She's still a medical examiner, and she was in New York City. And the shitty part <laughs> is that she was going doing her fellowship during the nine eleven attacks. Mm-hmm. So in the book, she's describing, um, you know, after everything happened, they they do disaster drills where you have to identify multiple bodies. And basically what she was told is there um, they had like a, a document number where it was um, it was a document number and you can assign it to any artifact that you find. And the lead examiner, the lead of the lead physician is describing, he's like, now you guys have the, it is up to you whether you, if you assign this case number to a body part you have found. And what he was getting at is that we're not going to find whole people. So she was describing where the firefighters were literally bringing out like piles of body parts on a fucking semi and we're just basically dumping them out for them to go through and identify so like she was describing that she found a leg with some pantyhose on it you know a finger a tooth yeah Mm. so it made me realize that i don't want to be a forensic pathologist that was my eye-opening you know fuck that i I still think that's pretty cool, but maybe not like in a really big city, maybe like no. a small town, small city like where I live presently. I wouldn't mind so much, but uh, I feel like we'd get a lot of homeless people. Uh, probably. Yeah. She got to see an, um, a case of anthrax that had f- infected the body and she said the word. Oh, man, that was a long, that was a long ass time ago. Remember when that was a thing? I when was, people sending anthrax. In dude, the mail? I was so young when that happened. We were afraid because I, I was in I was in school. uh I think it was like in middle school when this was going on and we even at school we were all afraid to yeah. open up letters and stuff just at school and then the then the prank started where people just started sending baby powder to the people they didn't oh, like oh that's fucked up yeah oh man but yeah it was it was really cool it was I, it, it those was, were dark times it was like the days of lord voldemort <laughs> pretty much yeah except but, for it, it was osama bin laden yeah, no, Lord, seriously. Lord, the Dark Lord of well, you know, Bin Laden. I, I was in first grade when that happened, so I like vaguely remember things happening. So, man, I, 
I remember that day and it's kind of weird because everybody remembers the day that something extremely weird happens. Like my teachers have talked to me in the past, like they remember everything that happened the day of um, like the the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, um, or... that's what uh, one of my teachers compared it to. She's like, this is your Kennedy assassination or this is your Challenger explosion. Yeah. So I, I my my grandma woke me up in the way I hate the most where she stands at the top of the stairs and she flashes the lights on and off and claps at me like I'm a fucking dog. <laughs> and I. Oh, my God. She wouldn't stop clapping at me. And I was really. So I crawled out of bed and I was like, and I'm like halfway crawling up the stairs, like falling asleep. And she's like. The Twin Towers just got hit. The, everybody's like dying. And I was like, I don't even, what the fuck is the Twin Towers? <laughs> you weren't I, in school? No, I, well, this happened in the morning before I even went to school. So this oh, is. Oh, that's this right. You're I, two hours behind. This is what I woke up to. Yeah, so. that's, you're two hours behind. That's right. Because mm-hmm. when it happened, I was in school. It was um, early morning school time for us. And what sucks is that, um, so we used to have snack time and, um, one of my teachers would put on the news. So I watched. <laughs> like just all the time. And yeah. then it just happened to be the day. This just this happened is- to be the fucking day where like we're watching the news report. And I remember her standing there next to where, you know, you know how they have little cubbies where you can put your um, like your backpack and stuff like that. She's standing there just in shock. And, you know, the, the news report's going on. And then we see the second plane hit. I was in first grade. Yeah. See, I saw. See, what? <sighs> so what happened is she woke me up. I didn't realize what they were off, right off the bat until I had gotten up and got dressed. And then I, during during breakfast, uh, we watched the second plane hit. And then I went to school and we watched the that's all we did was watch the news that day. And uh, one of the kids actually had. His birthday that day oh. was on 9-11. Oh, fuck. And so one of the girls in our class turned around and called him the devil's baby. And so he started oh crying. Because she was such a fucking bitch. Jesus. <laughs> like, that's his brutal, fault. Brutal ass fucking Good 12 Lord. year olds. But yeah, um, actually, they they closed school in that for us. They closed school. Yeah, we were in school for I I think I'm pretty sure we were in school the whole day watching just the news. Though interesting. Yeah, no, uh, my mom came and picked me up. Um, I just remember her sitting in the car, and um, she just looked at me and my sister, who was she's so I would have been in first grade. She was probably in preschool still. Mm-hmm. And I just remember her looking at the both of us and she goes, you guys will not understand the magnitude of what just happened until you get older. I remember when Bush said we were going to go to war, too. I remember that day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I'm like the last generation that really remembers that. Like if you asked a 14 year old now, they would have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. It's in the history books now. Mm -hmm. So this pathologist to wrap this around was. Reaccounting what had happened during 9 yeah. 11. And it's it's interesting. My truck of body parts. <laughs> so, and they had, um, I guess, FedEx or one of the larger um, companies like that, they had donated some of their um, refrigerated trucks. So they had a big pathology tent that was set up and they had a scribe, um, a medical student scribe from one of the universities. And then they had a photographer on site and, you know, they would go through, they would mark everything with the body or the body part that was found. And um, it would get designated into um, the four trucks. The first truck was full bodies. The second one was partial. The other one was like severed limbs. And the last one, truck four, was just pieces. 
Mm-hmm. Like how messed up would that feel to you where there's four trucks and you have to delineate which one goes to which? Like I think about that in the the sense as to should we give this patient more morphine as it's going to kill them? Like I the delineation of what is going to go on next? Like at what time is it time to meet Jesus in a very humane manner? <laughs> how much morphine can I fucking push? Well, you know, it's legal in some states, not here where we live. No, it's not. But there's a way that you can time it so it's as peaceful as possible. I'm serious. There's a way you can low-key murder murder a person. No, it's it's not murdering. It's not murdering. I I know, I know. No, no, seriously, it's not murdering. Um, But there is a way that you can specifically time meds so it's completely pain-free. It's just a pain in the ass to time. And Mm -hmm. to get a doctor to sign off on it is a time. (laughs) is a pain. Mm Mm-hmm. So we'll see what Salty goes off into in the world. I'm hoping I'll just sit behind a fucking microscope and look at tumors, okay? Have you read um, Caitlin Daughtry's book? No, I just saw that she came out with a new one. Um, Will Cats Eat My Face? Yeah. It's about the little kids that have death questions. No, that's on my um, it's on my Kindle wish list. So that's what I'm going to read next. I have, I have one of her books. I have Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. And that's how... She it's it's the story of how she came into mm-hmm. um, becoming a mortician. God, I love Caitlin, Caitlin Daughtry. If you guys haven't checked her out, uh, it's called Ask a Mortician. She's on YouTube. She's a relatively more popular now. Uh, I know YouTube, she's been doing YouTuber. really good for herself. Uh huh. And she's written a couple of books about what it's like for her to be a mortician, what it's like for her to be a woman mortician and what it's also like for her to be a death positive uh, figure where she fights for people to have more rights towards their deaths and funerals and to go more green with deaths and funerals. Dude, it's expensive to die. (laughs) A cremation alone without the fancy bells and whistles is like five grand. That's that's, Dude, that's fucking it's based because, you know, I used to do insurance and one of the things that for me to do was to sell life insurance. And one of the reasons one of my catch lines that I would have to get people to talk to me about insurance would be, you know, how expensive it is to die. Just bare minimum. If you're thrown in wood, it depends on where you live, but between 15 to 20 thousand dollars just to die. Just, yeah. just to be buried and go through that process, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's expensive, and that's why you need life insurance, even if it's just term. Yeah, you you need life insurance, friends. <laughs> but no, I I have that on my wish list whenever it comes out, so I'm excited to read it. Actually, I love it when she answers questions about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's been around for what maybe two, three, a years couple now? years. Oh. Yeah. A couple years. She's great. She's got. I, I. I. love it when I find a YouTuber and I'm. I'm one of the people that was there more or less towards the beginning, mm-hmm. and I get to watch them grow into success. Like I. It, it's just so fascinating how many people that I've watched grow up into success. Like I was there for, the first fucking like I was there during the first fucking Harlem Shake with Filthy Frank. <laughs> I was the first I was the first 100,000 subscribers to Markiplier. I was within the first 50,000 subscribers to PewDiePie. And so like I've seen all of these people just go and Gus Johnson. I oh was my there. God. Do you remember watching early Gus Johnson videos where he's such a little baby and remember, he's up in like, Wisconsin? Fucking running around that cat video. <laughs> <laughs> I think to date, I think that's my favorite. I 
I'm waiting for God. What? Who's who's our favorite chick that gets stoned and like puts makeup on? Oh, uh, Brandy. I, it's like Brandy TV. I fucking love her. I, I can't wait. We found her on accident too. We just. We, I think you came up. We were like, so when I come up to Frost House, we'll connect to the Chromecast or whatever. And she's like, dude, we we gotta watch this. It was so. <laughs> she, I waited for her to hit her first million. (laughs) The Transformer one where she's trying to scoot around and look at little boxes on her feet. My favorite. I like the the It It one was pretty good. Where she takes the bang on her head. Or the nun. (laughs) Oh, she. I have to find. I have to recommend this now. Let's check on her. Oh my god! I see. I, I like seeing these people like grow to success. I know, and it, I think that's the best thing that came out of 2018 was just this <laughs> chick that takes Get a shitload of edibles and does the Ursula one too, where she goes to put the glitter on her face and the entire tube explodes. <laughs> <on her. laughs> no, it is. It's really weird to watch people grow up on the internet. I. That's not something I would have ever expected. Like early Jenna Marbles. Dude, I love Jenna Marbles. (laughs) Ask a Mortician is now at how many subscribers? I would like to know. She is at 79,000 subscribers. Nice. Good for her. I love her so much. She was in uh, Russia. Yeah, she's in Russia recently. She's like touring around. uh, She just, I think it's so funny. She goes, she, she, she goes on, she goes on graveyard. Grave on tr- graveyard tours. So, th- I, you know, my mother is a genealogist, correct? Yes. So my mom kind of does something similar. <laughs> Your mom has a cool ass job. My mom. It, it is Brandy TV, by the way. And it, I knew. Okay, good. She has almost a million subscribers. Good. Yes, <laughs> 990,000 subscribers. No, my mom has a really cool job. My mom has to go dig in libraries for dead people and she works with a local historian and retypes all of his books because he's in his 90s and doesn't know how to use a computer. So she's basically his ghostwriter, actually. <laughs> ghostwriter. Basically. Um, but no, my mom works a dope-ass job and her favorite part is whenever she has to physically go to like these really remote and scary-ass um, uh, graveyards. Grave- yeah, graveyards. <laughs> you turn into me for a second <laughs> dude she does so she she likes her job that's so cool i love stuff like that <laughs> but i mean i mud. also like to entertain so i like to weave the two together yeah <laughs> yeah she <laughs> couldn't write like a book the- to save her life she could write you a family tree <laughs> that's about it <laughs> you know i'm you know what what are you going into pathology because of Edward Eleanor a little bit? Was Mm-mm. no? Was it always just there before? Are you going to tell me lots of more stuff? Can you be like extra? Give me more extra yeah. information. Dude, to make she Edward was describing this up? medical examiner. She was describing how she like goes inside a man's pelvis to retrieve his testicles and look at them, and is able to like put them down into the sack again. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> reading that like oh god i never thought that that way that they like go up and ooh, that's so cool i love shit like that god somebody <laughs> somebody help me no i could talk about gross tumors all day because that's usually what i do i like the dead and the i don't like the dying but i like the dead um, decomposition because the dead don't talk uh, if they do we got problems well no. the dying moan uh, and poop a lot the dying because they're suffering but when they're dead they're not suffering anymore it's just a body at that point exactly that's why you can separate you know being sad from that yeah 
a little bit better. I mean, obviously there's still cases that would be sad because of unnatural deaths or whatever, but yeah, I still, gosh, I really did. I really would. I'm, I'm serious. I really would love to be a mortician. It's expensive though. It's like 20,000, 18, $20,000 off the side for a trade school. Cause it's not even school. It's trade school. Yeah. That's like, you I have f- to take like, chemistry yeah. no you don't have to well, anatomy you have to yes but you have to take a, a count like type of counseling classes so that you can mm-hmm. talk to people and you have to have good interpersonal relationships there's that <sighs> word i hate <laughs> i work with patients all day i didn't have to work with patients today and it was honestly like <sighs> i didn't have to talk to a single fucking person it was great any other books um, I'm reading, I like a lot of, um, I like a lot of science fiction and I read this when I was very, very young. It's called Stranger in a Strange Land. <gasps> oh, that's good. Oh, with Michael Valentine. Oh, it's been years. That's the one with the robot too, right? Where he's like, yeah, <laughs> I can't remember the joke. What's the joke? Oh, I don't remember. That's he, he's like, he's, I compiled a list of all the famous jokes or what does a goldfish and a laser uh, have in common? And then it's like the, 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 the bottom line is that they both can't sneeze. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's by Robert um, Heinlein. Heinlein. There we go. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I would just, I was looking at it out of the corner of my eye. No, I read it when I was really young and I, I saw it pop up in my Kindle suggestion and just, oh. So. Oh, so you haven't you haven't read it again, but you're gonna? Oh no, I'm halfway through it. Oh okay, yeah, that's good enough. Okay, like so I, I'm sorry I've consumed like no fangirly stuff at all. Hey, you know what? Science fiction is pretty dope, and I wish that fangirls were. Now, how do I word this? I wish that fangirls were more vocal about fan uh, f- science fiction and bringing that because i would love to read fan fiction for some of the science fiction novels out there oh yeah like some isaac asimov Mm -hmm. things that i've read oh yeah some good or anything like that yeah or even just things like the wrinkle in time books where i never read those what Uh, what the fuck is what i don't know i never read them i never read them i sounded like that girl from the vine <laughs> no, I never I never read them. My my book of my book of choice was well, you know, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> oh. But no, I I read a lot and I listened to a self-help podcast at the request of my therapist. <laughs> you got homework. Uh-huh. <sighs> Which was helpful, but the guy is just too fucking cheery. I can't <laughs> When you're trying to listen. Like, I just want to be sad for like 10 minutes. I want to wallow in my own filth about how shitty Kind of like when somebody that's too happy about their life comes and sits next to you and you're like, how fucking dare you? How fucking dare you come sit next to me with your happiness? God. And he brings on these people that are like life coaches and like, you have to embrace the day and how you feel about your life is how you make your life. I hate that bullshit. I like to think that my cynicism makes me a unique and wonderful person. And I, I am the piece of shit that has done this this the past two weeks as I have physically gotten up out of bed 
at 5.30 in the morning, did yoga and listened to this. Did it work? No. Good. (laughs) I mean, it feels great. My hips feel a lot better doing the yoga. Are you still doing it? Yeah. Ew, gross. I I need to do that. (laughs) I sunk down into this weird, like, warrior pose position, and I thought my spine was going to leave my asshole. (laughs) I felt something (laughs) jostle that I wasn't supposed to jostle. A little little jostling in your bones. Oh, my God. I did. It's like, now bend down and take a deep breath and then release. And it did. It, like, released this pressure from my ass and back. And, like, it has you tip back. I was honest to God concerned that I was going to be a fucking quadriplegic or some bullshit in my apartment for you to find me in a pile of my own filth. I really hope that's if you go out I hope that's how it happens. <laughs> oh my god, it hurts and I so hope I'm bad. I'm the one that you call first. <laughs> it hurts so bad. Oh my god, but it felt really good. But I'm like listening to this podcast and if that's what you're into, I'm not knocking you. It's just not my situation. It's called Life I hate Happiness. No, it's called Life Amplified um by Dan Mason. Um you know the Elvis Duran show in the morning. That's who produces it. So I don't like him. I don't either. But it's produced really well. And the guy in it is just so positive. And he starts off. It's he, almost like one uh, of those entre- entrepreneur people that try to tell you yes. how to like better yourself. And like all yes, the things you like, have to do in order to be successful. Two years ago, I was losing my job. I was overweight. And my marriage was <sighs> failing. And I'm just, I, I'm, in, I'm like in the first episode. And I, I listen to it um, too whenever I take a bath. And I'm like, you know, putting conditioner in my hair. So I don't have time to, you know, click out. It's like, fuck, I'm just stuck here. <laughs> I may be salty and busy. <laughs> Clearly something's working because you have a little bit of more of a spunk oh, back in you. I don't want spunk. <laughs> Do you know what I want? I want fucking Doritos and wine at four o'clock in the morning. Okay. Well, I have Doritos and wine, babe. <laughs> no, that's not considered. You know those memes that are going around right now where it's like, what do we say when something happens? The therapist memes. <laughs> Yes, I do. (laughs) That's exactly like my therapist looked at me. She's like, so what happens whenever something goes wrong in your life? And I said, well, it's usually along the uh, usually along the lines of I told you. I told you so. And she just looked at me and she goes, that's not an appropriate response. (laughs) Fuck off. I don't want this. I'm paying you good money to tell me. Then I'm miserable and I have a right to be miserable. Exactly. Stop it. Okay. You're trying to help me. So this is what, that's what I've done the past two weeks. As I read about corpses, a woman going insane, I went to my therapist. To do self-help better help. Stop. <laughs> How do you put all of those together? And I did <laughs> yoga on top of it. And I went. I, did, I had a real great. Soul searching. I read about death and insanity, and I listened to BetterHelp podcasts, and I just feel so great. I also went for a six mile hike in the woods. Gross. Oh, no, it was actually wonderful. Was I beautiful. I know. Yeah, I was. Mm, I like I like to say gross to <laughs> stuff that's supposed to be good for you because it makes me feel cool because I'm edgy. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Although I felt really bad. We got 
really lost going up there and there was some bridge that was closed so we added an hour onto our trip and I thought my boyfriend was going to kill his friend and I I thought he was just going to leave our, our bodies in the woods <laughs> he was so mad <laughs> so what, what did you do you went camping this weekend I did you- I also did stuff that requires one to be outside in the outsideness of the world oh as I I went I went camping, and uh, what did I do when I went camping? I brought you read three hundred thousand words of fan fiction. That's what you fucking did. I downloaded a bunch of fan fiction. I didn't read three hundred thousand words just in one weekend. That was like over the course of a week that I read three hundred thousand words. That is two entire book series. That's like the equivalent <sighs> of reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I think two times over i'm gonna fact check that there was a lot of good stuff i believe it okay but what 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 did you read while i am fact checking this you tell us what you read tell us tell the class what you read well okay the the entire series of the lion the witch and the wardrobe is thirty six thousand and three hundred and sixty three words thirty thirty six thousand yeah thirty six thousand the entire works okay so one of the stories that I read was yeah, one the of same the same size as Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Put it in better perspective, I think. Uh Harry Potter and the the last one, the, the Deathly Hollows is like 200 something thousand words. So it's like I read the equivalent of Harry Potter plus another Harry Potter. It's it's like it's like I read Harry Potter 1, 2 and 7. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you read one it, well they they're all different sizes in case you haven't they're noticed. They're all thick ass they're not thick. The first one's only 90,000 words. Fun okay, fuck. well, The Order of the Phoenix, which is the best one. Oh. JK, it is the worst. <laughs> Goblet of Fire is the best book. Yeah. Only because of the whole Quidditch tournament. Yeah. But I like the sixth <sighs> and the seventh one. Those are the favorite. Those are the best books in the no. best movies. Mm. No. Mm. No, The Goblet of Fire is my favorite. <sighs> I do. I The Goblet of Fire did get a couple of rises out of me. I remember reading where the the triwizard cup spat out harry's name and everybody was so fucking mad at him and i had to close go to bed and i close i specifically remember being like i'm too excited to to sleep how did his name get in there <laughs> Back what kind innocent. of noise was that that just came <laughs> forth from your lips that was my innocent ariel voice oh my, you've never been innocent um <laughs> You know, I really have not been innocent, and it's so fucking weird because it, it came across my Twitter uh, feed this last couple of days where people were recalling how fucked up uh, an old cartoon was, Rocco's Modern Life. Do you remember? Oh my god, yes! <laughs> and it was they were they they showed the video clip of when Heifer, the cow character, goes to a farm and he accidentally falls asleep in a barn, and they show like a milking machine in like the scene before he falls asleep. And then they show a farmer going in, seeing the milking machine, and then seeing Heifer, who is a boy. And they don't show any of it, but you just hear the machine start to run. And then Heifer gets like, he's obviously having an (laughs) orgasm. (laughs) And I distinctly remember being like fucking four or five years old registering that this was sexual and that like it made me feel like sexual things. So I've always been, I've always been this way. But okay, so on that, I digress. 
do you not remember uh, Ren and Stimpy? Like, oh yeah, I was not allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy, but I somehow got away with Rocco's Modern Life. By the skin of your teeth. By the skin of your teeth. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy. I never did like Ren and Stimpy. I didn't either. I, the, there was one the, where he was talking about a booger co- collection, and like, I am not. <sighs> I was also not allowed to watch Cat Dog. For some really? reason, you know, hmm. I wasn't allowed to watch Aw Real Monsters, Cat Dog, Ren and Stimpy, and Doug. <laughs> Doug is so innocent. <laughs> I was never allowed to fuck? watch. Tw- Doug is so innocent. One of the characters put a pee up his nose, and I did the same thing. So my grandma was like, "You're never watching this again." So <laughs> I guess funny. I never watched it. Anyway, so I read a bunch of specifically Snape and Harry fan fiction. I do have a God problem. <laughs> And I don't care, but it's just, it's always been my ship. Okay. I started out shipping Harry and Draco, like everybody, my, my age uh, did back in the days. But then I, I slowly uh, matured into, into Snape and Harry because Snape slowly became like one of my favorite characters and then became the favorite character that died. (laughs) Um... So I read a bunch, and I will go by author at this point. So I read uh, a couple of stories by Avaletta, and she or he has written uh, a fair chunk of the ones that I read. And the best one I want to start with is Amarantia. And this one is about, okay, so it's... Harry's older and the Dark Lord's dead. He killed him. And in this world, Snape lives, basically. Everybody is just like, Snape could have easily lived, so we're not even gonna like give the justification of going back and talking about it. He just fucking lives. Everybody who said he's dead is wrong. Goodbye. <laughs> and in this one, <clears throat> Harry is happily married to Jenny. And one day he goes into her potion cabinet trying to find a pepper up potion. And he knocks over what he assumes is a perfume of hers. And she gets really, really mad at him. And he doesn't understand why. And so after uh, she said that it was irreplaceable, it was really expensive, blah, blah, blah. And after a while, um, he starts to register that he's like feeling crappy. He's feeling disconnected. He's feeling like his life isn't real for some reason. And he's registering there's something very, very wrong. So he asks, uh, Seamus Finnegan, I do believe if I recall correctly, I read a lot, um, to test his blood to see if he's been poisoned or has been under a potion influence of any kind. And Seamus tells him that he has been, has been dosed by Amarantia for years. Um, and Amarantia is a love potion, basically. That's like in the sixth book. One they it's um it's what they brew in Slughorn's class. Yeah. And so it, they connect the dots that Jenny has been dosing him with Amarantia since seventh year, and it's been like five years that he's been slowly that diaper though <laughs> fuck didn't interrupt me <laughs> fuck my ass <laughs> I want that shirt <laughs> you're you're a piece of shit you're like 100% not listening to me I was listening to you about your pathology bullshit I'm, sorry. I'm all like oh that's fascinating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you about my side of the stuff and you're like fucking on the internet <laughs> okay. look at here's some piss porn <laughs> 
diaper piss porn. Okay, completely is so cut much out. better. It's so okay, much better. I completely cut all of that out. <laughs> diaper piss porn is so much better than whatever you have to say for lost. In the what the fuck is unfortunate. Okay. Oh, I'm keeping this in. Oh, I'm no. keeping it. I was listening to you. Dare I continue? Shall I continue or am yes. I boring you? I appreciate that he went to Seamus and I'm imagining him with his dumb little accent telling him that he's being poisoned. Oh, I made you being poisoned. Stop. <laughs> what the fuck was even that? I was like, nothing. Anyway, you make me not want to continue. So he, uh, he, he, come, he comes to find that Jenny has been poisoning him and well, that's like pretty fucked up. And it comes out that she knew that he was gay before he even knew that he was gay. And so that's why she was, that's why she was dosing him. Well, cause like she was picking up on things that he wasn't starting to realize about himself because he basically married her right after the battle of Hogwarts. Cause she, she jumped on his ass before he even had a chance to really figure himself out. Oh, cause he was like growing distant from her and she kind of dug her claws into him. Um, and so in this story he has to go through, a a detox and that's like a very strict detox that requires him to be monitored and to do specific things. He has to take time off of work. And so the person that's most skilled to be able to do it is Snape. So he goes and he spends a lot of time with Snape. Um, and Severus, uh, does this have the trifecta? All of these stories that I've read are at most 30,000 words. I think this one was like 24,000 words and it's all just one chapter, one go. So it's like 100% just you just read it and you're done. It's great. It's like these little these little novellas are just so fucking just they're so So it is. It's it's slow burn. It's not even slow burn though because it's all just a slow burn I like to think is like fucking hundred a hundred thousand no you plus. can fit slow burn into like 30k words it's mm-hmm. hard but you yeah you can do it all right well i w- i wouldn't call it a slow burn because it progresses at a very uh a very good pace okay as long as it's a good pace but it I- doesn't go by slow and it doesn't go by too fast it progresses naturally okay to the point where when they do start to develop a relationship and they do have relations with each other it's satisfying because it like it wasn't a long time coming and it didn't seem like they rushed into it or anything like that good so i would consider that you know a good growth so all of the the, all of the stories that i've read from this author are all like that they're all within the 20 to thirty thousand word range where it's just one chapter it's 100 percent completed and it just goes from one point to the next and the relationship develops naturally so he develops a relationship naturally with severus as he starts to realize that he's gay and he has a thing he he's more attracted to men than he is to jenny and he starts to really get upset because somebody in the comments actually brought it up that like he was being raped then and so i was like oh shit that's such a good point um that this this is a count Lord. this is a count of like he's being he was being raped for like years and it could have been so much it could have been darker on that regard but it wasn't uh but i didn't even think about that until i read that comment so cool uh so he just <laughs> i love the way that harry was described he's just 100 percent. just he's okay imagine um connor but it's harry because he's an aura <sighs> Where he just like, 
he gets his little case file and he's got to do his work and he's very he's very diligent about being head or of the ministry of magic and he's just like detective harry potter and i just can't fucking handle that is a that's disgusting i love it the best so he's like going so like and then like he asks for well i'm getting a couple of them mixed up i think he in this one he does ask snape for some of his opinions on some of his case files and snape is just like 100 percent true to character he uses all this long ass language and he speaks so um eloquently that it's just it's when like the way harry flirts with him is just beautiful yummy so they they end up in a relationship then spoiler alert yes in all of these stories they end up in a relationship a very satisfying relationship too uh where and i just love it too because a lot of the times that like severus is he doesn't he doesn't comprehend why somebody would want to be with him in all of these stories (laughs) and it's true to a to a certain degree (laughs) another story that i read from this wonderful, beautiful person. I love her. So, I love him or her so much. Oh, there's another one where it is Harry's back at Hogwarts in his eighth year, and he is struggling with PTSD of the war. That one was super good and interesting to to read because interesting. No, that's how did they manage to pull that off? Like I can imagine that even just being in a large crowd like that would freak me the fuck out or like any dark spaces. Exactly. So he Harry going back to Hogwarts has some issues with being around crowds and loud noises. And specifically he has an issue with uh, holding his wand, like, cause he, he holds his wand and he thinks of all the things that have come to pass that he has done and the unforgivable curses that he's used uh, his wand for. And so he, he actually practices wandless magic in this story. Interesting. I like that. I could totally see him doing that, but then I just got like Doctor Strange visions. <laughs> <laughs> and so and and it goes into him being like he's super powerful. Like it's mm-hmm. there's no getting around that he's a very powerful and talented wizard. And I really like when people kind of touch on to Harry being very powerful because everybody it goes both ways. You know, there's there's goods and bads. <clears throat> But a lot of people would prefer Harry be like the normal average person, but I don't think so. I like to imagine no, that I he imagine would be, him it's be like he's like... on the level of Snape or Dumbledore as far as power is concerned. And in this one, like Snape acknowledges that, that he knows that Harry is as powerful as Dumbledore. So how Harry starts to heal from this is that he ends up, he doesn't sleep very well. So he goes up to the astronomy tower at night um, and he he always visits Severus there because Severus is up on the astronomy tower as well. And so they have conversations about like his pat, like the war and what's going on with him at school. And he has a defense against the dark arts teacher. That's being just a fucking bitch to him. And Severus is starting to get defensive and want to be on Harry's side. And Harry's starting to pick up that. Like he, he, he likes Severus in a way that perhaps isn't uh, appropriate. Uh, and then their feelings start to get a little bit more muddy and Harry ends up, you know, seeking a relationship with Severus and Severus doesn't exactly say no, <laughs> but he knows that like they could get in trouble. So uh, it's one of those things where like Harry kind of has to cool his heels and wait until he graduates and Harry decides to come back to school to become a teacher, which I like the or Harry. That's a cool path. Um, Isn't that like canon that he became an R? Yeah, that's he became an R. That's what he did. Because him and Ron did. What did 
Hermione do? I don't. She works. I keep wanting to say the 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 unforgivables, but um, no, I don't know. She she also works for the Ministry of Magic, but she does. She works in a different department. Uh, department of. You go on, and I'll look it up real quick. He so he ends up coming back to teach school, and I always did like that choice best and slash better for him like i like i like detective potter you know kind of like the spicy bad cop good cap kind of bullshit um but i always i always thought that the bet the, the best place for him to be was always at school like hogwarts was his home and the books always said that and he loved teaching defense against the dark arts like the whole series kind of foreshadowed that he would be a teacher yeah no um, it makes sense for him to do that more than that and quick side note hermione worked for um the department the department for regulation and control of magical creatures where she was instrumental in greatly improving the life of house elves and their ilk now I remember because she worked with the rights of like house elves and different type of not slave creatures but they were treated poorly yeah so but, spew yes <laughs> uh so he i i like him when he's a teacher and he comes back to school and he's like i'm a teacher now <laughs> fuckers fucking take your clothes off severus daddy's coming home <laughs> do you think he'd really be daddy no no <laughs> i did read one though where he was the top because severus was like hell yeah severus, fuck yeah severus was like yes. i don't want a top tonight you do it yes and i was like that would that would totally be a fucking thing that Severus would do. 100%. I don't know. You do the top. And lazy. <laughs> you really sound like Severus from Potter Puppet Pals. Please don't do that. Snape. Hmm. Snape. What's that mysterious ticking noise? Could you imagine it's that? kind of catchy. Could you imagine that whispering in your ear? Snape. Snape. Severus Snape. Dumbledore. Snape. Snape. Severus Snape Dumbledore. Dumbledore. You don't Ron, do it right. You got to do the Ron, Dumbledore. Ron Weasley. Ron. Hermione. Hermione. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Ooh, yeah. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. That's me. <laughs> Snape, Harry, Snape, Harry, Snape, Harry, Snape, Harry. Dumbledore. Hermione. Are we done? No. Harry Potter. I'm Harry Potter, Harry Harry Potter. Sing a song all day long at Hogwarts. Hey guys, I found the I found the source of the ticking. It's a pipe bomb. <laughs> Who thinks of shit like this? <laughs> Voldemort, Voldemort, oh Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. What's tonight's theme going to be about, Frost? <laughs> ADHD, apparently. <laughs> How to self-diagnose in six easy steps. <laughs> if this is your train of thought. Find some fucking help. Are you going to end up editing half of this? No, I'm not. Uh, another story. I'm not even done with all the stories. <laughs> oh my god, you're going to have to. We're already at an hour. No, we're not. Uh, Second Chance is another story I read. So I've read Amarantia, uh, Surfacing, and Second Chance. Second Chance is 
Harry gets bound to Snape because he's trying to save him from Azkaban, basically, is the gist of that one. And Snape has to basically live in Harry's house. In this one, Harry also is an R. And Snape's kind of, like, dependent on him. And it's amazing. Okay, but please tell me he, like, comes home and it's him, like, cooking for him and, like... Oh, fucking yeah, it is. Hell yeah. He, like, gets bored, so he watches, they call it the muggle telly. So he watches muggle telly, and he likes watching cooking shows, and he can't, like, use potions, and his wand has supposedly been snapped in half, so he's basically, like, celibate, I guess, now. Celibate. In a way. (laughs) He's magically celibate. (laughs) (laughs) He's magically celibate. But no, cooking, you're basically (laughs) doing, like, potions and stuff like that. Yeah, and so he starts cooking and stuff, and he's, like, he's living in Grimwald Place, and so he's, like, having to fight with Creature in the kitchen, because Creature doesn't want him. Oh, my God, that'd be fucking hilarious. (laughs) Creature doesn't want him, like, touching the kitchen stuff, but then he starts to, like, realize that Snape's a really good cook, so he... So it's just, it's just fucking them... Like, so just, it's like the sim- it's just it's just it's like married life honestly it's, it's like Harry- desperate ha- desperate housewives of grindelwald is basically what it is no because it's just it's just single mom you know Snape. oh my god <laughs> living at home making the home you know happy for his husband when he comes home and so it's just harry and snape and like fucking creature <laughs> it's just like this bachelor pad oh my god. and oh my god this story is so all oh, these stories are so fucking good yeah i i'm just trying to picture that and like creature just standing over him like get out of the kitchen <laughs> pretty much yeah oh just imagining him with him so let's mix this baking powder together I'm, you know what I could honestly see him doing is if he was stuck in Muggle Telly, I could totally see him watching like Bob Ross or some bullshit. <laughs> Turn to page three hundred and ninety-four. <laughs> Seriously, like let's say that he's in that situation and he's locked up and he can't go anywhere. Can well, that's totally... what this was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I could totally see him they in were... this situation, and like he has a Netflix account. Okay. They, they literally watch episodes of CSI and like debate whether or not it's like accurate. And Harry gets like really fucking pissed because they don't follow protocol because he actually is like a field oh agent. God. And so he's like, "You can't fucking contaminate the evidence." No, I, I'm just I'm imagining <laughs> him watching like Bob Ross, and just one day Harry comes home and there's like a whole fucking mural on the wall. He's like, "I got." Bob you weren't here <laughs> oh, so precious. I, I did some happy little trees as the man described and he has a pet squirrel <laughs> well see the thing about that makes Sivers interesting is that he is half blood so he does he understands the muggle world too just as much as harry does yeah but i i don't think he was as in tune with the muggle muggle world as you know no yeah he definitely, I mean, obviously preferred the magical side. I always wonder that, you know, what were some people like that didn't choose magic and that still kind of happened around them? I would love to read like some one shot stories about that. Like, let's say that Hermione didn't actually go to be um, a witch and everything at Hogwarts. What would her life be like? Well, they, they have to go to Hogwarts. Oh, they have to? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. It's, it's described, touched on in... The first Fantastic Beasts, where if they don't go to Hogwarts or a school like it, yeah, they end up becoming like 
I forget. I, I literally have only seen Fantastic Beasts once. But the one of the bad guys in Fantastic Beasts is he he was trying to suppress his magic ability and he didn't go to school and he shunned himself for it and everybody hated him because he was muggle born. And he went he started getting corrupted and he was starting to turn into like a creature, basically. So oh. they 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 kind of have to go to school. Otherwise they get corrupted and the magic consumes them and turns them into something different. So it's was like, like the gist of what I got. Basically putting on the ring in Lord of the Rings. Except for the exact opposite. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> I have not seen Lord of the Rings in a really long time. I watch it every Christmas. <laughs> I, you know what I did? I watched, I think, three of the movies in one sitting. And three of the Lord of the Rings? Yeah. You mean all three of them? I thought there were four. See, I watched them. There were like three Lord of the Rings, and then there's three Hobbits. Okay, then it was the three Lord of the Rings, but they were like the director's cut. So those are the best. That's what I watch on Christmas. I did that in one fucking sitting, and I don't remember a goddamn thing from any of those movies. It's like fucking thirteen hours. I know. I know. I was sick. I love Lord of the Rings. I love fantasy. I love Harry Potter. I love Lord of the Rings. I'm still not done with my stories. Uh. This, this is just what happens, okay? I wanted to read some Snape and Harry, and I got some fucking Snape and Harry. It was so tasty. Just finger licking good. Another one was uh, Harry is working at Hogwarts as a Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, and he's in the middle of getting a divorce. And he is his children are home for Christmas to see Jenny and this is like his first Christmas without his family and so he starts to like hang out with Severus much to, <laughs> much to Severus's delight slash displeasure uh, and what brings him there is that his scar starts hurting again so he thinks it's a sign of Voldemort and spoiler alert it's actually it's the fact it's the fact that Harry is missing his family that triggered the scar to hurt um, but through them studying and, you know, becoming close over the holidays, they again develop a relationship and Harry's like, oh, I kind of, you know, I kind of, I kind of see this coming that I was more this or less This literally inclined. sounds like a Lifetime movie. It was. All of these are so, they're so good. You literally watched a snary Lifetime movie. Are you happy with yourself? Yes. Avaletia. Uh, archive of our own. All of these. Amarantia. Surfacing. Second chance or a story about coming home, and uh, no, that's not the only thing. Scars and Christmas time, those are those are the this is just one author, like beautiful. You're beautiful. I love you. Everything that you wrote was the best thing I read this last week, and I ate it all of it, specifically all of the erotic stuff. <laughs> I started with the erotic stuff, I'll go back to the mature stuff later. Just open that shit up with a spoon. I'm not even done because I still have more to talk about. I just haven't gotten any permission from any of the authors, but I really want to talk about that man. Oh, Mpreg. Did you start reading some of it? I <sighs> read my gross books. I'm sorry. Well, you told me to send it to you, so I was just I did. I what, did. Okay, so what, what about the one that you asked me to send you? It sounded interesting that you wanted to read it. Do you just want Mpreg? Oh, I thought it was like the the Luna Draco uh, novel. No, I just want to fucking Mpreg. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you should definitely read the story I started writing because it'll fix <sighs> that's some good shit. It's gonna fix you up fucking good. Would you like to? Would you like to hear a little snippet of the story that I'm writing? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so I decided that I wanted to write a Snape and Harry of my own instead of finishing the other one that I've started. Not like oops, whoops. Uh, I'll get I'll get to these stories eventually. They all just come in their own good time. Uh, so this one is. I'm, I want it to be kind of like just a sweet nothing. Like I got all this tasty, yummy, like them developing their fluff. relationship. Yes, I want fluff and boys and You're going to write so fluff. Harry. Is this still going to be like NC-17 or whatever? Harry and Severus are in a established relationship by like a year. And Harry has been toying with the idea of wanting a family. And then spoiler alert, Snape's like, well, I could like, you know, fucking brew you a potion. <laughs> Hey. So I'm stepping out of like, <laughs> I'm stepping out of the realm of Omegaverse and I'm going back to the roots of Empreg. This is where it all started. This is where Empreg started for most people was in, was in the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter fandom. <laughs> Look at me in the eyes and tell me that you have never stumbled across Snape or not Snape, Draco and Harry Empreg. You tell me that you've never <laughs> Okay, <laughs> buckle the fuck up right now, because there is a story. <laughs> okay, there is, there is a Harry and Draco Mpreg story where, I shit you not, Draco gets Harry knocked up inexplicably. The best Mpreg is always the Mpreg that's inexplicably... They just become pregnant after butt sex. That's that is the foundation. Is this another urethra baby? No, I don't think so. It didn't. Damn go. it! This is this is the foundation of what Omegaverse was. See, Empreg. Everybody likes to make fun of Omegaverse, but people don't realize where it came from and how fucking ambiguously weird it was. We were all okay with that. We did not fucking care. There was a, so he's inexplicably pregnant after butt sex while they're still in school. So Draco has to ha marry Harry and Harry is at the Malfoy Manor for Christmas during the lower, the, the, the reign of the Dark Lord still. It's like book six. This is before the series was even finished. This was when I was in high school. This was like 2004. <laughs> Harry Potter. Uh, and so Harry is very much pregnant. And Draco is very much terrified and, like, does not know what he's doing. And Lucius is very much fucking mad that this is how his life turned out. That <laughs> it's not told from the point of view of Draco, nor is it told from the point of view of Harry. Don't tell me! It's told from the point of view of Lucius, who is so fucking mad that his son could not keep it in his pants. And his now son-in-law is the Dark Lord's enemy, who is wandering around his house. Pregnant. Eight months pregnant and moody and horny. While the Dark Lord comes to visit the house. And so the entire story is just Lucius running around trying to keep Harry away from Draco or not. Yeah, trying to keep Harry and Draco from fucking each other, trying to keep Harry away from the Dark Lord and trying to keep the Dark Lord from figuring out there's something wrong. <laughs> and there's like specifically a part where Harry like waddles into the fucking kitchen for a sandwich and like Lucius is like <gasps> Dark Lord looking over here and he's like trying to like distract him from looking into the kitchen. And I want to say 
that the conclusion of the story, because it was very tongue in cheek, was that Harry didn't defeat Lord Voldemort in any kind of wonderful battle, but rather he shot him. Because he what? was a hormonally angry, pregnant he teenager, just shot him. and he shot him. <laughs> he just straight up like pulled out a fucking Glock and just put a cap in him. Yeah, I, I, I really, I. He just. This story is so old, and I've only read it once. But I swear to God, I, that's what happened. And if it didn't, I must have gotten a couple of stories mixed up. But I swear to God, he just put a cap in his head. I really want to say he had like had a fucking peanut butter jelly sandwich hanging out of his mouth too. Like that is some Mary Sue bullshit. (laughs) If I have ever read that in my life. (laughs) It was Harry Potter and Fumato Alchemist had the best Embrick stories on the planet. I don't know. Inexplicable Embrick stories. Where they're just like, I'm pregnant. I don't know how, why. So I'm writing an inexplicable. Well, I'm I'm writing. You know, at least there's a potion that, that was involved for Harry to get pregnant, and I totally ruined the mood of the story that I wanted to. That I was trying to say that I was gonna write because it was gonna be smutty and hot as hell. But we had to go about the the Lucius Malfoy story. Like I will never. <laughs> I will never forget that story for as long as I fucking live. Oh my god. I need to find this now. Good fucking look. I don't I don't remember. I will I know unearth I re- You know what I will do? I will unearth my life journal. It's on fanfiction.net. Damn it. I know. I know that for, I know that much for sure is that it's on it's an empreg with Harry and Draco and vol- from the point of view I of Lucius. I would rather go into live journal. I would rather go into that shitty user interface. Just I guess it would be pretty easy to find since I know like it would narrow it down between 2004 and 2005. Fanfic where Voldemort got shot. 2004. <laughs> <laughs> okay, proceed on. Proceed on. Uh, that's was it that was the best story i've read my whole life no i'm just kidding so it was nice to revisit some good old stuff i just you went camping over the weekend and then i went hiking so we, we really didn't like connect at any point so so whenever you said so I, I read a lot and i know that okay frost usually reads a decent amount not three hundred thousand fucking words in two that is impressive it wasn't in two days <sighs> i know it was over like the course of a week and a half that i read all that okay but you know what you could have done with that when you were a kid do you remember getting the pizza hut free pizza <laughs> you could have gotten like seven free pizzas with that okay <laughs> just imagine if i had the power of fan fiction like the children have these days i would just be like and so the one thing that I do appreciate about these fan fictions that I have been reading is that like every single one of them have just been top notch writing, great use of words, very uh, descriptive, paints a wonderful picture, and then also they bring to the table their own unique parts of Harry Potter. That is, they look at the, they take the world and they make it their own and they think of their own magic things and they think of their own little bits and bobs that make it, you know, Harry Potter and magical world. And I, I often find myself in awe because I can't think like that. I can't, I can't think in realms of fantasy too much. I can't, I can't, uh, 
I I like to I like to think I can write Harry Potter fan fiction, but I can't write it like to the point where it's where it's just a complete thing. Where it's you can do it well with Full Metal Alchemist, which fanciful. Yeah, fanciful. Where you're able to like officially sit down in that world, you're able to sit there and be like, okay, I am sitting next to Roy Mustang. I can smell his aftershave. <laughs> I can stop. The- <laughs> am I wrong? You can just climb in that little, like, hole where it's really... It, even for me, it's really hard to do that with Harry Potter because I feel like it's so detached. But, like, Full Metal Alchemist, if I really, like, think hard and think about it. Like, okay, I, I am sitting next to Edward Elric. I can see that he has baby peach fuzz on his face. Stop. I can see that he has grotesque scars on his arm and leg where, you know, the metal was attached. Like, I can sit there and I can physically do that. Where with Harry Potter, for me, it just seems so, like unrealistic like not touchable Hmm. in that sense if that makes sense they're both like that for me i just i'm not i'm what i mean to say is that i'm uncreative as far as like please well no i mean to say i'm uncreative as far as spells are concerned or what spells can do or different magical items like i can't just pop up the stuff like that like and just okay that that that, yeah that shit's hard So I'm impressed with a lot of the fan fictions that I've read because they've been able to take this and make it their own. And I would say that it rivals J.K. Rowling herself as far as... Harry Potter had Down syndrome. <laughs> Speaking of Gus Johnson. Her money was in a wheelchair. <laughs> guess, what, guess what character was gay? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the wig. And he's like spitting out the hair as he's trying to talk. <laughs> well, guess what? Snape was a single mom. <laughs> okay, before he was we a single mom. Before we go away, what semblance we have of things. I already broke the thing because I started looking up something that Frost was talking about and my what the fuck was on 4chan tab was open. So it sucked me in. <laughs> so it sucked you in. <laughs> fuck okay. my ass. <laughs> I have that crop that will be my icon photo now and know that it came from diaper porn. I am not proud of this. See who came across diaper porn is what you're trying to say. Yeah. You're trying to segue us into what the fuck is 4chan? Yeah. I am- you didn't want to talk about the the importance of Harry Potter as being two fangirls, the two shipping fangirls of what Harry Potter did to us. It did things to me, man. It showed that a very pale borderline albino boy can look that good naked okay the fan art that i see of draco half the time he looks like an elf damn that made him so tasty and you know i love whenever a fan fiction depicts harry as darker skinned i I love love that i love that so much i really do it's just it's such a delicious exciting thing i don't necessarily like 100 percent indian harry but oh no but like like, you can tell that he has he has mixed blood because he he you know he is an englishman whatever Mm -hmm. and he is described a couple of times as being fairer of skin, but I imagine that like, you know, being out in the sun, he would get kind of a golden, he seems like he would have that really old, that gold olive undertone. Or some freckles even. Oh, I love And like Hermione's hair, definitely frizzier. Like, I just imagine her as a puff. <laughs> I do. I imagine her hair just. I imagine Dan Avedan's hair, but on a girl. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, I can go with that. <laughs> But I I think it just goes without being said that Harry Potter just turned a lot of people into what they are today, fangirl-wise. Like, they 
the following for it was so huge. Like, I remember people going to the book releases dressed up in capes and robes. That was me. Oh, my God. I legit dressed up my brothers and my cousin as <sighs> Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Oh, my God. Because my one brother has red hair. The other one has darker skin, dark hair. And then my cousin, I braided it so it was all fizzy and fuzzy. <laughs> and I was Professor Snape naturally of <laughs> i even had a trench coat that bellowed and everything oh my god <laughs> but you it don't is. understand how much i love snape okay I, I i'm starting to get it a little bit so how did you feel when alan rickman died <laughs> i i really did i really was sad okay <laughs> so um on... that was the day that we opened by the way was the day that he died and i came into work and was like guys alan rickman died and like half the people were like hell sal <laughs> was like you don't understand now oh. i understand and then the girl that we worked with that worked for the drama department was like i liked him before he was hair or snape and i was like i liked him because he was snape fucking shoot me <laughs> oh oh god oh god <sighs> She's that annoying thespian that, like, you just want to pummel into the stairs. I don't like West Side Story because it's racist. <laughs> That's the fucking point. <laughs> That's, like, confounding. That's, like, being. That's, like, not liking, you know, cat on a hot tin roof because they're Jewish. Like, <laughs> but, but, but let me go back to Alan Rickman. I actually do not. When I read Harry Potter fan fiction and I think of the Snape that I I love, they're, they're almost like two different. You don't think of Snape as Snape. They're almost like two different people. Yeah, no, because there's like Snape from the movies that I love, and then and there's then Snape, there's Snape from the book and the fan fiction that I have in my head. Yeah, and because I have like, a Harry that's and I have a Draco that's like that too, where he's he's still as fair skin, but I imagine definitely him, not Tom Felton. No, I don't like. I no. don't. I never really liked Tom Felton as uh, Draco too much. I do. I think he did a good job. But in a lot of the stuff that I've read in the past where I don't picture, I don't equate the two to two. So. Yeah, it's like some sort of weird mishmash. And then Harry is never, not even close. Like, Snape and Draco are kind of close to what I envision. But Harry, Harry is 100% no. not even close. But I love Daniel Radcliffe. That's not to say that I don't like his Harry Potter. Like, Did I love you his... happen to watch Swiss Army Man with him in it? I fucking love all oh of his my movies. God. I've, seen, I've seen all of his movies. I love Swiss Daniel Radcliffe. Swiss Army Man was dark, but it, it was, was so funny. fucking funny. I watched it with my kid. Oh, my God. He also thought it was funny. The part doesn't he like crack him open with a coconut or something? I think so. Oh my god! I don't know what it was, but like I, so fucking good. It was so good. You watched the movie where he was like a gay man in it, and there's a straight up like gay sex scene of him in it, right? Yeah. Oh, delicious. Mm, it's all right. I just like a hairy guy. Okay. He is good looking naked. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I remember when that happened when he went he did he did uh Equus the, the play yeah <laughs> that was a huge scandal everybody's like Harry is naked and I was like mm, a lot mm. of things were a satisfied of, that, that day that was the day where the women separated from the girls <laughs> let me tell you because there was a lot of people in my grade that were like look at what Harry looks like he's so Harry and I was like he's a fucking man I'm gonna lick that treasure trail. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, oh, I can't. Well, I believe it. 
I believe it. I want more chest hair, man. I want something to dig my fingers in. Okay. And people were like, what's are, wrong with you? Are we good? Have we discussed? I'm ready to see what's on fucking 4chan because I have found some shit. What have you found? I have found nothing, which is why I was talking about Harry Potter. I love hentai. Guide me on this journey. I love hentai alternative because y'all still impress me with how absolutely <laughs> specific. <laughs> it's like a new thread every week. It is. And the first one. I will say hentai alternative is like ever changing. It's never the same. Whereas Yowie is a little predictable. Stuff tends to stay there for a while. And then you get into hentai alternative where I love all of you so much. Where if you scroll down a little bit and it goes insanely well hung traps and twinks. <laughs> that is so, because there's traps and twinks. And then there's like futa traps and like, there's such, how? How are you that, just, I can't, I can't. There's still you guys and your giantess threads. I don't understand. I don't get it. Giant boobs. And then there's call me mommy. Yes. Which, when I play into it a little bit more, it's a little... Let's play into my Peter Pepper kink for a second here. It is. And it's beautiful. Like, having a grown man crawling on top of you and beating him down and saying, call me mommy. I don't know what that is. That's just... Maybe it's the sub inside of me that loves that kind of stuff. But yum. Absolutely yum. I can get on board with this. This is something... Oh, Hell yeah. This is something I can That's definitely get into. some good shit. Some good shit. Also, <laughs> I just want to say, at this point in time, it is July 2019. Mm -hmm. Feet is not alternative anymore. Feet is so mainstream. <laughs> Feet is so vanilla almost, and mainstream. You know, almost, traps and uh, futa is pretty mainstream, too. Yeah, but I don't think a feet thread needs to be in alternative. Like, it's next to object transformation, sex toys under clothing. That's not alternative. That's shit that I've done. Like, that's not alternative, per se. At least, I don't think so. But does alternative specifically have to mean, like unusual uh, that's what alternative is to me is that this is not of the usual par like usually people are not into you know diaper threads where i found that fucking hilarious fuck my ass when she's wearing a piss-filled diaper like i can appreciate a good diaper thread i guess i see i, I <laughs> but I, they're I, almost always like way too lully shota yeah and, and it's that's, that's it gets, why it gets kind of creepy it does get really creepy and like i don't like a lot of shota so <laughs> like i've seen some i've seen some yuri on ice diaper threads no. and those have been pretty pretty interesting no, and then like I, I like I think the omurashi is very alternative, but it's it's very popular. I love omurashi, but it's I'm not. So, somebody it's help alternative, me. okay? It's alternative. I love omurashi with Yuri on ice. I have a problem. F female to male cunt boy thread. I think I've discussed them before, but it's an Instagrammer that I follow and um, is in she um, in a polyamorous relationship. The knot tire. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! And there's a knot tying thread. There's a self tying thread. I don't know what it is about seeing somebody tied up in those really pretty positions. Just how erotic it really is. Oh. See, I never did like that. Oh, I think it's just the 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 matter of control with it. Like, there's one where they're at um, some type of, they're doing some type of convention or whatever, and <clears throat> the person being tied up has her, she's, or they are, of course, wet, and her master took off her panties, shoved them in her mouth, and tied something around them to gag her, to gag them, like, 
Wow. That is a level of control that- Smells like fish stew all of a sudden. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) That was a level of control and sub that I did not realize was that hot. Just- I am. I have never been into bondage. I haven't preferred to see it or write it. And I used to get a lot of requests for it. Like it's, almost to the point where I was like, it's so boring. But it's it's light enough. It's not. It's just such a different type of bondage to me. Where you know they're not strapped down to the bed and they're left there. No, they're stuck in these really erotic positions where it's where pleasure meets pain to me. And I think that's what I like because I like where pleasure meets pain. So I think that's where I can meet in the middle. So that's. More weird things about Salty and things that she likes. <laughs> I need a little theme song. It needs to be no, it needs to be like a sad uh, like a sad trumpet call just <laughs> or like a whale a whale noise. <laughs> Something like that. That's that's what it would be. Is a caterwaul. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like a guttural caterall. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> or like maybe a golf ball hitting being hit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like the sound just uh, <laughs> like but, the sound that comes from like a, a, a stereotypical like romance uh rom drum or whatever or the humor the humorous romance animes where it's just yeah, that's what it would be. That that's that's that would be my corner. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, fuck, what is it? Um, what's that thing? I that noise that I make that always makes you laugh. Um, oh, senpai. <laughs> I don't recall that ever being a noise that made me laugh. <laughs> no, that's it. That's the noise. Oh fuck! Like <laughs> that's it right there. Mm. Going into. <laughs> Going into weird shit that I like that no, I didn't you do, realize. You do that like, I like this very like, like that's. Oh, <laughs> yes. um, that noise. Oh, yeah. That noise. <laughs> I'm gonna be in like somebody's porn folder later on. <laughs> Picture of me taped. Just. <laughs> if you made that sound during sex, I think it would almost be a turn off though, because that's like a pathetic moan. Where I'm not, yeah, where I'm not really giving effort anymore at that point. Just uh, thinking about my laundry. Like, stop. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> my uh, my laundry moan. Yeah, I have a lot to do. Yep, I it's all do that do. come. <laughs> That's no, not what I have to do, but. So, what do you, what do you, what do you, what, do you, what, what helps and dreams and ambitions do you have for next week? Since I will watch more anime, I, I, I definitely want to watch more of the, the Dr. Stone. <laughs> it was just so campy and cute. I, I got to jump back on that train. I, I think I'm only like two episodes behind because they should be on episode four now. So I'm not that far behind. It's like an hour of my time. So that's what I'm going to catch up on, definitely. Um, I did not forget about um, the um, You're My Pet. I did not forget about that, where that business lady basically has a homeless guy living in her house. I did not forget about it. And there's like 12 volumes to it. I'm on volume eight. I got some some sh- some shit to dig through. Jeez. 
So yeah, I haven't I haven't read any anime or doujinshi. Well, wow, I haven't read any manga or doujinshi. I mean to, but some of it is just easily forgotten. You know, kind of ho hum, same story, same old, same old. Ho hum. That's how you feel about things. Yeah, yeah. I don't even have news. Oh. Um, well, so, I mean, there's a lot of news if you want to talk about news. There's Loki TV show won't be out until 2021. Um, Stranger Things launched and has like the most hit, like the most hits in at the first launch weekend uh, for Netflix. And simultaneously, Netflix like lost, like went down in shares, like quite a significant amount. Um there's also some poster release for the witcher tv show there dude they got henry cavill in that who played superman first of all the guy has an amazing ass and it still (laughs) looks great because i saw that too and i was reading something that they're not actually going to follow the video game series it's going to be something totally separate Mm. which i think is interesting because the witcher does have a good story so i I never played it really i I have it even and i just didn't play it. do you want to do a let's play of it oh yeah we can we should do that let's since you know let's play the witcher let's play the witcher so that should we that's what should we do we should twitch is the witcher and i'll it'll be a new experience for me because i've never played it yet at least like play through the tutorial if there is one okay i played through that much okay you played through <laughs> the tutorial and then you're like eh, fuck this I'm done. well i mean i tried i bought it with the intention of it replacing dragon age because i needed something to just like take the edge off of dragon age and then it wasn't Dragon Age, so I just went and played Dragon Age a couple there more times. There will never be a replacement for Dragon Age. You should know this by now. Hey, I don't even care if it can you know what? Where it's never going to be a replacement. You know, it's never going to come back to you. You're it, never going to replay it again for the first time. You know what? I want you to know this and understand this. This is the devil on your shoulder. I don't care. I'm waiting I'm patiently the for the, the fucking going into you. fourth one. They already announced the fourth one. Fuck off. Really? Yes. When? They announced it like oh, Christmas time. No. Well, fuck me, fam. <laughs> I for sure thought there was going to be another announcement at E3, but there wasn't. But I expect I expect it will be out within the next year and a half or so. What if it's just like, <laughs> what if they say Mass Effect 4 and it's just a pile of dog shit on a CD? That's what Andromeda <laughs> was, duh. <laughs> we played through Andromeda to get the jaw sex scene where he kisses down his stomach and basically goes for dick. And then we stop. there was lip on head and it was so satisfying. Mass Effect, they knew. I don't even, they I don't even like jaw they that were, much. They knew who they were pandering to. <laughs> well, they knew who the fuck they, they were pandering they, to. Well, like the fandom like threw the hugest hissy fit because Jaw was only first and foremost straight character. So they sent out a patch before I even played it. Uh, uh, patching him so that he would be bisexual option. Because it's... Yeah, so that's how he he wasn't even intended to be a bisexual character. And the funny thing is that like he comes from a culture of polyamory, so you would think that you know he would be, yeah, open. But, yeah, well, yeah, I guess, but it seems like they're polygamy, not polyamory, where it's like just one man and then a bunch of women. Yeah, yeah. But uh. This seemed good. That was that was pretty good, but the whole game was pretty cancerous. I didn't really need to. I How they run! They run like they have poop in their pants. 
like there's poop like that's I, d- I don't think that that's what's gonna happen to Dragon Age <laughs> because it's a different it's team it's and it's first and foremost a different fucking engine because it wasn't the Frost engine because Frost engine at that point wasn't designed to do face and expressions and things of that nature so that's why it ended up looking like shit Boop. Uh, boop. Uh, I call my cat that, so I have so many. I do know that the fourth Dragon Age is going to be a. It's going to be about the Dread Wolf, so it's going to be picking up where the third one left off because the third one did leave off in a in a, in a cliffhanger that was unsurprising to me because I paid attention. <laughs> you and your goddamn Dragon Age. I just think of I the- like elves. Okay. <laughs> You like elves. That's it. You like tiny creatures, which is... Is this why you're friends with me? No comment. <laughs> no. <laughs> didn't we say... You, you fit perfectly into my aesthetic idea. Didn't of, we Didn't we agree that... Of attraction. We would, we would dress me up for a con, and if I won the contest, we would split the money, so I would just be your doll. I want to do that still. I just don't have fucking time or money. Because it's also expensive to do that shit. Yes, it is. It's fair. I saw how expensive it is. Like, fuck, man. I'd just be going in cardboard like a goddamn douche. Like a uh, Brandy TV? <laughs> yes. I would be a brand. That's what I would cosplay. You should cosplay I would brandy. cosplay Brandy TV. <laughs> Straight up. I'll do a shitload of drugs, which, well, I can't because of work. But, you know. Boo. I know. I can't have all the fun. I want to do some hallucinogenics and, you know, watch Paprika again. Actually, no, that's a terrible, that's a terrible idea. (laughs) Watching the parade scene? No, fuck that. (laughs) I think I would, like, shit the bed. That movie's so good. (sighs) DC Mini? DC Mini. (laughs) But no, I I got, like, nothing for you guys. I'm sorry. I I love that she falls in love with the fat guy at the end and gets married to him. That's my favorite. Feeds him to be fatter. <laughs> Eat. <laughs> she got. Stuff she got a bit face. of a thick. She got a bit of a thick fetish. But that Loki TV show. Oh, and they released that. Uh, the fourth Thor will be directed by the guy who did uh, Ragnarok. Awesome. So well, Waitiki, I think, is how you say his name. Awesome. So, just fuck yeah, and like, th- just look up. Look up. Thor for the the title and just tell me if that does not just by the title alone it looks like it's going to be fucking beautiful I think I saw it um hold on I'm looking oh yeah no this is gonna look fantastic is it, is it like is it Thor love and thunder yeah and it just fucking looks like it should be plastered on the fucking side of a van already <gasps> oh, 100% I'm, I'm gonna on love it board Mwah. I love it I swear to god I need and people people were under the impression that there was that that Loki thing that uh, appeared was going to be a, a movie, but it's not. It's going to be a TV show, and it's not going to be coming out until twenty twenty one. You'll live. No, it'll be okay. Mm. Patience is a virtue. It could be like Sherlock, where you know how many years did they go without a season? It was two years between seasons. Okay, that's the, for 12 episodes. That's a pretty decent amount of time. Body well, double. Three seasons per episode. Okay. Three, se- per, the three <laughs> episodes per season. 
Yeah. But to be fair, they're, they're each episode's like an hour and a half. But, you know, we don't talk about the Sherlock fandom and how long they have to wait in Cancer. between fucking. <laughs> Cancer. You're not a super Hulockian? I'm, ha- I'm I'm two of those things. I like Supernatural and I like uh, Sherlock. <laughs> I didn't really think about what the Lock stood for. And I was thinking about I was thinking about David Tennant in Good Omens, not in Doctor Who. Hmm, which I still have yet to watch. It's fucking adorable. I actually um I watched the first episode of that glass blowing. Did you see that on Netflix? It's a glass blowing competition. So kind I, of I like I did and then I was like, "No, thank you." I really liked it. <laughs> But I like dumb television like that. Like, I like senseless background noise where when I want to watch an anime, I really have to pay attention, which is very difficult sometimes for me. So I, I watch television when I'm really, like, doing shit in the background. So if you haven't checked that out, it's actually pretty good. Glass blowing. Uh, I, I've been wanting to watch Stranger Things. I haven't had the mental capacity to... Uh, comprehend anything complex outside of fan fiction so i just been doing my daily work and then i go to bed and i read fan fiction before i fall asleep that's what i've been doing with my life i also have a lot of stuff that i need to write and get back up on <laughs> that's your everyday life that you tell me this i gotta finish this when shut you- up okay hey, do you want to remember Quit calling you want to go back you want to go back out. in time Quit calling me out you want to go back in time to what Edward Eleanor, which literally stares at us in the face every time I sit in your your living room. Yeah, okay. All good things will come when they come. It's like making a baby. She's waiting there on the bed with lube, and you're just teasing her at this point. You got the feather duster out. (laughs) That's what you're doing to her. I did open, after your last comment to me about it, I did open up the the doc. I, I, (laughs) I blew the dust off of it, and I read through it, and I was like, I know. You know what else also exists? You know what else? In the Lake of His Sorrows, mm-hmm. Marina Anna. Uh, what else? Uh, in the wi- the Wings of a Raven still needs to be finished. You're shitty. I know all of my stuff that's waiting for me, okay? Your garbage holes are waiting for There's also for them Three of Hearts. Filled. That one needs to be finished. Oof. That oh, was... I totally forgot about that one. Oh, God, that one's so good. <laughs> I, I, mm, I love Three of Hearts. Okay, so what we've decided what we're going to bring to the table next week. What are we bringing to the table next week? More news. Better ingredients, better pizza. (laughs) All hands on deck.
<laughs> I went to go say something and I burped again. <laughs> there we go. Wait. Oh, I thought I was going to burp again. <laughs> it really, that burp was coming. It was like. <laughs> Asian people. Oh, I can't do it on command. I can't do it on command. Do the other noise. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> I love that that gets you so much. Did I already say that that was going to be the last thing I hope I say to you? I hope, I hope, I, I hope that's how you die is because I, you laugh so hard that you just like have an aneurysm and die. I hope that's how you find me when I'm paralyzed from the waist down doing yoga. And those are the first... I was just peeing my pants <laughs> as I go to scoop you up into my arms. Oh, <laughs> and then I would just die. <laughs> oh my god! Oh wow! 